It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our third Sunday that we have our The News Radio Show. I have Violet on the line. This is J.P. Jimmy Perry, your host for this week. We got a great show ahead of us today. Uh, again, apologize to our listeners two weeks ago with our technical difficulties, even though we had an amazing show. If you haven't had a chance, please go back and listen to it. Uh, I had Mpande Mwape uh, a couple weeks ago. She did amazing. So make sure you go check us out. Uh, listen to it. It's right on the blog, blog radio. But today on the line, I have Violet. Violet, are you in? Give me one second. I think I want to make sure she can hear us. Okay, let me get on the speaker. Hey, Violet, can you hear us? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm getting better week by week. This is my third week working the radio station, so we're live. So all your listeners, if they're participating, they're in. Um, we're, we're perfectly okay. We had some technical difficulties last week, so I just wanted to make sure that uh, we're live this week. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no, thank you for accepting. I know it was short notice. I hit you up and asked you if um, you can come on the show, and with no hesitation, you were like, sure, I'll come on, and what do you need me to talk about? So, you know, I just want to give an opportunity and a platform you know, one, to highlight the Zambians doing amazing things without, throughout the United States, but also uh, create an opportunity to really educate our Zambians, you know. And in, in this series, we have a 10, you know, I have a 10-week series every two weeks. I have a, a different uh, guest on my show, and we just talk about Zambians doing amazing things, you know, within the United States and how we can transition that back home. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but without you, I would like to introduce you. Uh, so I'll let you have the mic. Uh, if you could just give us your full name, what you're currently doing, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey coming to America. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Violet Mwanza. I'm based in Virginia. I'm originally from Lusaka, and I came here to the U.S. Uh, to study. Um, I went to Oral Roberts University it's in the Midwest, and during my time there, I think a lot of um, – my, my international students uh, who are my friends and in my circle, I think we're all learning about um, how money works in the U.S. because uh, I think a lot of us came after 18 or in our 20s. So uh, one of the first classes I attended was a personal financial class, and that completely opened up uh, my interest in understanding how the financial system works here in the U.S. I learned about various things and also learned that, you know, I didn't grow up understanding or even have any formal opportunities to learn about money. So I think that that class really transformed uh, my perspective and the professor was so keen on helping us have real world experiences and uh, giving us a different uh, perspective outside of what was required. He went above and beyond to help us understand the importance of personal finance. And I think that's why I ended up being so interested in figuring out how we can contextualize some of these lessons for people uh, either locally in Zambia or in the diaspora. And I currently work mm -hmm. like, as a financial management technician for WWC Global. Um, I love my job. It's been amazing. Um, I'm learning a lot each day, and uh, I'm just so glad to be here. So thanks for having me again. No, Violet, it was amazing when I talked to Mr. Fred, um, who actually introduced you to uh, – 
Mr. Fred through Uncle Jimmy then through me, one of the first things that came out was, hey, she has uh, good financial literacy. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. Because, you know, being first-generation Zambian, it's important for us to really give the people the information that they need to function once they transition here in America. And they're kind of not just living paycheck to paycheck. Because, you know, most of our parents, you know, came here with really great education, but really not understanding the financial system here. So I thought maybe, you know, it is aggressive to have you on episode three. So I do want to put that out there right now that most likely I'm going to be calling again for another favor to have you back on the show because as the listeners grow, I I want to make sure we capture all this in real time because we are going to have an opportunity to open up the line and if callers want to call in, um, to make sure that, you know, they ask some questions that they might have out there. Um, I know a few days ago, myself and you, we, we spoke about, you know, what kind of questions do we really want to address and, uh, and make sure we get this good information out there to the people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, like, obviously you have my number and my email, so feel free to reach out. And um, in May, we're going to be having um, some weekly lessons on, on this type of stuff. So, any of the listeners uh, are interested so I'll definitely share that information with you JP and you can um, spread the, the, the news as well yeah and for all guest callers anybody out there listening streaming through uh, through our website uh, if you want to call in for any questions at the end of our conversation today with Miss Violet uh, our number is 347 Two three seven four two seven zero, and that's our guest line. So once you call in, I'll just cue you in if you have any live questions. And for all my personal listeners that follow me on my Twitter or my Facebook page or on WhatsApp, please just shoot me a text message with any questions that you may have, so I can capture everybody's uh, questions that they might have. So Violet, we're just gonna jump in. I also want to give you a shout out. Uh, great job today on Clubhouse. I know you hosted a room today, and I believe Violet was this your first room. Yes, this was my first room. Uh, we called it Zed Talk. So it's basically a platform that highlights uh, any change makers, any authors, any poets, any business people, um, nonprofit leaders who are doing work uh, in the diaspora or locally in Zambia. It's just a great way to amplify the good work that they're doing and help us as the community cheer them on and network with them and see how we can support their work as well. No, it was amazing, and um, it, for me, just joining on and hearing so many young Zambians that are, like, super engaged in what's going on in Zambia, but not just in Zambia, but here, right? And how do we get better as a community here as well? Yes, absolutely, and that's why the platform is so important, because it's going to take a collective us <laughs> to, um, you know, bring change and to even support each other on the journey, because it's really hard work, and it's it's not lost in me how, how much work we had have ahead of us, but I think that we're finally in a place and a time where we're allowing ourselves to lean into these discussions and have corresponding action. So I'm really hopeful for what's ahead. No, great, great, great. And shameless plug, I will be on her show because she has asked yeah. me to be on her show, so I'll be fully, fully prepared. I'll make sure I bring some of my listeners over. And I'm new to Clubhouse, so today was my first time. I'll give you a kind of nervous. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you so much. Ner- like you know, butterflies in our stomach represent growth. So if you're not nervous when you do something, then uh, you're not growing. So it's part of the process. No, 
No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so let's get into our first question. Um, what are some of the things for people to avoid or focus on when building credit? As Zambians, you know, as we transition here to America and just get introduced to this world of credit scores. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's also important, you know, you didn't mention credit score. So um, I think you need to understand what a credit score is made out of. So uh, your payment history, um, so 35% of that is weighted um, for payment history and then credit ratio, that's about 30%. Length of credit, that's about 15%. New credit, 10%, and then types of credit. I think it's important to see how um, how they come up with your credit score. And basically your credit score is, is basically a way for lenders and even some employers use to see um, if you're worthy of credit, being given credit. So I think a lot of us um, come into the country, whether, um, you know, as an adult or maybe your parents, you know, you came in with your parents, but either way, you still have a responsibility to, to, to build your credit, understand what, what your responsibility um, is to build it and to maintain it. And um, I think one of the things that people avoid is I think that we don't realize the importance of even getting an annual credit report. Um, since the pandemic, you know, they've made it possible for us to check our credit score more frequently. So you can check your credit report um, uh, as often as you need to make sure that you understand what accounts are open, make sure you understand uh, if, if there's any discrepancy, uh, I think it's important to really be able to understand what the report is telling you about your credit score. And if you don't have one, um, there are simple ways um, to build it. So you can get a secured credit card or you can go to a credit union and have, um, you, you basically put money aside and, and borrow against the money that you could put in. And then that credit uh, union will send a letter to the bureau to, um, to, you know, basically affirm and confirm that you've been consistent on your payment. Um, I think that's the, the best way for you to begin to build credit. Yeah. So also valid, you know, what, one of the things is I, I, I think we even went a little too far ahead. Let's dumb it down for somebody like me. Right. Uh, and I'll use myself as an example. I come from Zambia and I'm just uh, migrating. What does, what is credit score? Like, let's even start there because they might be people that have been, you know, uh, if you grew up back, I grew up back home, we bought everything cash, right? There was yeah, no exactly. such thing as a credit. So let's even, you know, dumb it down a little bit. What is generally, what is credit score for our Zambian people that are transitioning? Because I actually got callers, I mean, listeners all the way in Zambia that are probably going to be transitioning in a couple of years here. So I want to make sure we educate them on what is credit score. Absolutely. So a credit score is basically a number that depicts a consumer's credit worthiness. So this number could be between 300 to um, 850. So uh, the percentages that I mentioned earlier are the things that are factored into your credit score. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I, I love that because we actually have to have people understand what is the credit score because some people might just think, oh, okay, it's just it's just a number and maybe if I get a credit card, it might go up, might go down. And how does it really affect people? So when when I do get my credit score pulled, I just moved here. What is good credit or what is bad credit? How do I distinguish between the two? 
So, um, so there's, there's a, a range. So, you know, the minimum 300 and the maximum for an exceptional uh, score is 850. If you just moved in to, you know, to the U.S. system, you more, more than likely you don't really have a credit score yet because you have no relationship with a lender. You have no relationship with making payments. So um, your option is to develop a relationship with a credit union and, um, you know, either open a secured, cre secured credit card um, and you can work on building a credit for, you know, the next 12 months, or you can um, have a trusted friend or, you know, connection who you have um, and you can open like, a, you can be an authorized user on their card um, and you don't, you know, and that's a, a way for them for you to kind of have the length of history without, you know, having to have the length of history from the get-go by yourself. Violet, you brought up a good point about having an authorized user on your credit card. So what happens if the authorized, uh, the actual person that owns the credit card, right, I'm the uh, authorized user, I'm just there to build my credit. So what happens when the payments are not being made by the actual credit card owner? How does that affect me? Uh, well, hopefully they they will be making their payments. Uh, I mean, they're mm -hmm. hey, those things happen. I mean, they, it does happen, right? That's the risk you take. That's why I think having the credit union route is probably the best way because you're in complete control of the process, and you you're able to. Um, and again, this is just my opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. This is just my opinion. Um, I think when you go, I personally built it by going, I had a credit union account. Um, and so that's Thank how you. I, so, you know, part of my personal financial planning class, you know, we learned about a, a credit union called Tulsa Teachers. And it's basically a credit union that was, you know, initially for teachers, um, but they opened it up to the community. And, um, you know, I put, I put an amount down and, you know, by the end of 12 months, I, you know, I was able to make all the payments on time. Um, again, it was my money, but again, they're, they're holding it and I'm, I'm paying on that, you know, secured loan. And um, that, that was also a good practice for me because, you know, you have to also remember, you know, it's your responsibility to pay on time. It's your responsibility to know your account number, to know what requirements the bank needs from you. It's your responsibility for you to know um, the terms of your uh, account and the type of credit you're getting. So I think that it, that also mm -hmm. that just the ropes of the process. Right. No, no, no. That's that's absolutely right. And I mean, even things as simple as subscription, right? Like streaming subscription. Actually, like one of my favorite people here in America is Jay Z. Obviously, I mean, it, it sounds like so super cliche because. Or the black males or black people just love Jay-Z. But he has created an app that you can actually, if you are paying on your Netflix, excuse me, if you're paying on your Netflix account or on your Hulu account or Apple Music, that actually is going to count towards your credit score. So anything yeah. now that you're paying on your bills, even as simple as $9.99 or whatever you pay, for example, I pay like, the highest level for all my streaming services because I, I, I carry my family on my back about my streaming services. Right. I pay for everybody. So everybody uses my account, so it makes it much easier. So I know that now is going to count towards my credit score. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I think now they've been using rent. There's a startup that recently started using rent payments um, to help build credit. I think, again, you know, you also have to think about the lender, right? The lender doesn't know you and they don't know mm-hmm. Adam, basically. So, you know, when you're, when, how you treat, treat little things when it comes to money um, is, mm-hmm. is an indicator. You know, it's not just one thing, it's many things, right? So I think being able to pay on time, being able to use, um, you know, to, to manage your credit, to manage, uh, you know, the amount that you're given in order for you to, to see that you're a good steward of it. Um, I think that it's important to, to understand that it's not that they, they don't want to give you the money. It's just that, first of all, they don't know you. You're new to the country. You're new to the situation. So you have to basically show that you're credible and um, mm-hmm. be consistent and, you know, understand your responsibilities, you know, paying on time. You know, if you're, if you're having a difficult season, something is happening, you know, be proactive and call them and, you know, write a letter, you know, make sure that, you're communicating and being transparent and because um, I think it's so easy to like you know go through a tight season and just completely shut down you know nobody knows what's going on but you know I think it's important to call your credit company your bank or you know just let them know like you know what I'm I might I'm I, I'm trying my best here but I might be late on my payment um, you know so I think that it's our responsibility like I said to know what's going on in our own financial court and, um, you know, be mindful. Got you, got you. No, perfect. What do you, what are some of the platforms that you would recommend and why would you recommend those? Like, for example, I use uh, Credit Karma. It's on my phone. I think for me, it's like credit for dummies. It explains to me what I owe my credit card, my mortgage, things of that nature. Um, yeah, what, what platforms would you advise for our Zambians that are out there listening to be using to monitor their uh, credit scores, and why why should they use those? Um, I mean, I think it's also just a matter of preference. I've used credit cards before, but I think, you know, I think it's important to establish an account with each of the uh, bureaus, so TransUnion, Equifax, and okay. And Experian, I think it's important for you to know and understand what's being represented and what's being posted on those individual um, reports. Because again, these are where, you know, whether it's your, your FICO score or all these things, um, it, as much as Credit Karma would be a good option, I'm just, I just would recommend for you to go to the actual source and uh, build mm-hmm an account with them so that you can especially when you need to file a dispute so you'd have to you know send a dispute let's say if something's going on with your Equifax account um, or you see a discrepancy or you see someone or something happened with opening an account that you didn't authorize you you would write to uh, Equifax and you'd send copies of proof or whatever they ask for you to them you just credit karma perfect no, no, no. I love that. So uh, would Experian be another one that uh, maybe people should look into having? Yeah, so Experian, the TransUnion. Um, so, you know, these are really great, you know, platforms for you to see if there's any inaccuracies of fraud or even identity theft. 
um, those are the, the three pillars that I, I would recommend to start with. And then, you know, I think for personal management and just for the sake of it, you know, I don't know, credit karma, I've used it once. Um, so I wouldn't say I recommend it because uh, that's not what I use. But I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I think it, it, it's it's all, all matter of preference depending on what you want the app to do or what you again goes back to you need to do your own research to see if it will work for mm-hmm. your situation. Okay, no, perfect. But when you you know one of the things that I think of and one of the uh, listeners just said send me uh, a quick text messages. When you think of credit score, right, you think of bad, good, and great credit score, right? There's like the low, the middle, and the high. But then there's also a one side of credit score that a lot of people stay away from conversation is. So what happens if you start off with okay credit score, then you mess it up? How do you repair your credit score? You know, I think that it happens. First of all, we have to normalize, like life happens. You know, sometimes you go through a tight situation. There's no shame um here at all um i think that we have to realize the first step is you know go to annualcreditreport.com and pull up your credit report see what's on your credit see what's dinging your credit see what's happening because you know i've heard of people who um, didn't even realize that you know someone had stolen um their social and they opened a card in their name and they were just running, you know, and so that, that affected their credit score. So, so until you know what's really happening through your report, it's really hard for you to know what you need to do to fix it. So that's the first step. You have to kind of, um, you know, go ahead and request your, your free credit report. Um, and like I said, right now, because of the COVID situation, uh, this is more accessible. So uh, here's the website, so annualcreditreport.com. Okay, that's annualcreditreports.com. Listeners, if you're listening out there, that's what we want to use. Yep, and uh, so you're going to, you know, you're going to get your credit report there. So um, so go ahead and, and get that. And if there's any discrepancies you see, you know, make sure that you, you have documentation and make copies of that. Don't send any copies um, of originals. So just make copies. And write a letter okay. to the yeah. So you write a letter to the credit report reporting agency, explain each dispute and request an investigation to solve the issues. Um, again, send copies, not originals, of supporting work, and then um, also send a similar letter to the um, to the creditor. So um, this is actually directly from Finra. So, um, you know, again, you know, I think that it's just important to first start by identifying what's, what's really happening on your report. Um, if there's a dispute, if there's a, a discrepancy, you see if there's fraud, if someone is, you know, opened a card without your consent, or if, or if you opened a card or, and you were late on a couple of payments and you completely forgot about it. So I think... Again, that's what I'm saying. You can't fix it until you know what's really going on on your report. So that will be the first step. No, you, no, and you're absolutely right. And I, I know when we started our conversations this week, one of the things I mentioned to you is like, I am super, super active on social media, right? I know what's going on in Zambia. I know what's going on here. But I just, I love Instagram. I love Twitter. I love Facebook. Getting around to Clubhouse, I know you, you're kind of my introduction to Clubhouse today. But one of the things that I see out there is credit repairs. 
So what would you advise Zambians that are now arriving here or have been here and are looking to uh, clear off their uh, credit score, increase it, maybe purchase a house, maybe purchase a, uh, a car? Do we want to use those uh, credit companies? Because they're charging a lot of money, right? If, I, if my credit score is already not so well, I have some, you know, some debt here and there, um, you know, I might not have $200 a month to pay for somebody to repair my credit. What, what would you tell the listeners out there? I'll say save you $200 and give me a, give me a call because it's, it, I mean, honestly, like I said. Hey, you, Violet, you, give your number one more time. No, I'm just, if I'm being honest, you know, um, if you take, like I said, you have to take responsibility. So you have the power to go ahead and research, you know, check, pull your credit report, um, see what's happening. And, um, and maybe even through you, or we can have a follow-up conversation, but you can file a dispute by yourself. You don't have to have someone else do that for you. So I think okay. that it's important to realize that there are tools available that are free. And, and until you've mm-hmm. exhausted all those tools and all those resources, I would caution anyone to to uh, to wait on paying someone else to do your, you know, again, it's your money, so, you, you, you know, do your research. But um, you know, it's also important to understand, like, what exactly are they doing to fix it, you know? Because, like I said, if you pull up your credit report and you see that there are discrepancies, you yourself can file a dispute and, and ask for an investigation for that. You don't, you don't need someone to do that for you. That's your responsibility. But that's just my strong no, opinion. <laughs> so. No, that's, that's perfect because, you know, in, I want to make sure that our listeners here uh, understand our transparency on my show because I want anybody that is having certain issues or certain challenges, maybe want to purchase a house, maybe want to purchase a car, but they're running into a roadblock. I want right. them to know that we've been through some of these situations and I, I was at a point where my credit score was not so good, and I wanted to purchase a household. And yeah. I would go because I make, my income was good, but my credit score wasn't. And what I realized was some of the things were just small little bills that I had paid off. I needed to pay off myself. And yeah. I kid yeah. you not, I paid those things. With the, I gave myself an eight-month run where I was like, okay, I'll pay this credit card off. I'll pay this off. I'll pay this off. Before you know it, my credit score was in High 700s. When I went to go purchase a house, it was smooth selling. Awesome. Yeah, and I also wanted to say, when you send the letters, by the way, to these uh, credit unions, uh, make sure you're sending all the materials by certified mail and always uh, request a receipt because, you know, you want to make sure it gets to where it goes, but it's certified. So it means that um, the person receiving it will sign for it. So you, you always protect your, your your information protect your your social um you know we have to be diligent because um especially with what's happening with the pandemic there's so many scams happening so just make sure you're you have a special layer of protection and um and and if like for example if you're if you're not in a space where you're looking for a house looking for a car um where you're not needing someone to check your credit you can always put a credit freeze on it and um, this will what? help you. So, uh, credit... Valid... yeah, sorry, oh, I, uh, sorry for interrupting. I was going to say, I actually never heard of a credit freeze. So, 
please uh, please do a deep dive in that. I, I would oh, yeah. like to know about that. Oh, for sure. So basically, um, you can put a pin on your credit, and you can you you basically will have control over when when your uh, credit report will be accessed and when it won't be. So, like I said, if you're not buying a house, or you know, if you're not needing to have a lender access your money for some reason, or a loan officer for a car, you know, you can put a credit freeze, and then you know, no one, nobody, unless you give out your credit pin. We'll, we'll be able to access your, your uh, report. Um, and I can send you a link to that so you can share with your listeners. But um, that's just an additional layer of protection. It's just like, you know, uh, insurance, right, I guess. But um, it's a simple way for you to kind of, like, like I said, take control over um, your personal finance as well and your credit report. No, that's great because that's actually something that I didn't know because, uh, you know, I'm into property investment and we do cash buys right now. So yeah. I really want to transition my business into now using credit score to purchase any properties that we purchase moving forward, myself and my team. So yeah. that credit, credit freeze is something that I really uh, I, I want, uh, want the listeners to make sure that they're well educated on it. And myself, I'm well educated on it and give that information out. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I, I think again, you know, the more conscious and aware we are about what's available and what's accessible to us, what's in our power and control to to do, I think the the more financially healthier we are. You know, um one of my clients, I was he was laughing because I was telling him that, you know, your financial health is kind of like the way you take care of your teeth, right? Like, you know, if you have braces, you're not just gonna be eating whatever. You know, you're more conscious, you're more aware, you know, you brush your teeth every day. And, you know, it's the same thing with our financial health. We have to tend to it as if we're tending to our other, you know, things that we do habitually. So, um, you know, you can create good financial habits and you can also, you know, develop bad ones. But again, we, we are adaptable as people. And the more we learn about what we can do to make it better, the better habits we can create to um to have a healthier financial foundation and it gives us room to, like you said, invest in real estate, you know, think about generational wealth, but you can't do that if you don't have a strong fin- financial foundation. So it's super important that the credit score does align with, with generational wealth or with any finances, because what I've seen is sometimes there is situations where you do have cash because your credit score is so it might be in the lower 500s or, in the, you know, maybe even lower than that, um, you have a challenging time because you might want to go purchase a house, but you have to put down $40,000. And instead of that $40,000 being where you rehab your house and make sure that the house is as attractive as possible. So it's almost like you 10 steps forward to just move 10 steps back. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, you know, we, we're all part of like your life touch points, right? So you have to understand mm-hmm. like, um, all these things affect your money. And back to like why it's important to do a credit freeze. It's like, you know, when someone is inquiring on your credit report, it also affects your credit score. So that's why you want to be in control over um, who has access to, to that and when they have access to it. Yeah, and I violate, as, as we're talking, you know, I'm getting text messages, and, and a lot of people are saying that credit freeze is really important, good information. So 
I would really, really, I, I would love for you to send me after our call today. I would love for you to send me any information that you have so we can make sure that this gets to the people, whether it's family, friend, uh, so they can understand what that is because uh, that's actually something that we brought up that's actually a really, really good thing. Yes, and just uh, just to recap, since I mentioned Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, you would need to create a credit freeze for all three uh, bureaus. So just mm-hmm. whenever you know I send you that, just remember it's you can't just do one size fits all. It's for each individual um, credit union. Sorry, uh, credit yeah. bureau. Yeah, and Violet, any um, as we transition in our conversation, any thoughts about how uh, Zambian should approach renting versus purchasing once they transition over here in America? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's really um, case by case. You know, I think that when you're new to a place, you don't, you know, I don't, I, it, again, it depends on someone's situation. Um, are they going to be there for a long time? Are they going to be there longer? Um, are they going to move around? You know, what location? Um, you know, I think you need to look at the market, uh, you know, what's financially feasible for you and your family, and what are your goals? Mm-hmm. I think that, um, sometimes you can rent until you're, you, you feel like you have, you know, you have some form of understanding of your bearings, because I think moving, first of all, is really difficult. Um, of course. Transitions are hard, and if you need some stability that maybe renting for a year will give you, you know, do what you need to do. But if your goal is to own, um, I think that it's important to to make sure that you understand your financial situation and understand uh, what your personal goals are for for, for this transition. Because I think home home buying is huge. You know, like uh, you know, mortgages, a senior mortgage, a thirty year mortgage. How are you going to finance it? It's, you know, so I think that it's really important to um, to do your research and and think about how you're going to finance it. Yeah, and uh, I have these conversations. My my brother-in-law is a CPA, so I have these conversations with him and, and just talk about transitioning, right? When we come from Africa where we, like like we said in the beginning of our conversation, everything's a cash buy, right? When you come here, yeah. it's, you have to save so much. Then your credit score uh, affects your purchase of a new house. But also where I, I feel that we're lacking within the Zambian community or just actually the whole African diaspora is, do we have the education and are we equipped for to make a strategic plan, right, on how mm-hmm. you're going to be able to live for the next five years? Do you like this area? Uh, how much do you need to save? Where does your, need, your credit score need to be for you to be able to be in a position to purchase a house? So that's really what I would like to give the listeners more on maybe from a financial perspective, yourself who's a financial manager, what is some advice that you're giving the Zambians out there when they arrive here and say, hey, you need to make this plan for the next five years? So they have some kind of strategic plan rather than just living day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck, and pay rent and send money back home. But what is the plan to ensure that if you're here for 10 years, you have a house? If you're here for 30 years, whatever it is, there is a strategic plan behind it. Yeah, absolutely. I think planning is really key. Um, I think the foundation of any financial plan would be your management level, right? So do you have adequate mm-hmm. income? You know, um, 
what, what's your spending like? You need to control your spending. Do you have adequate insurance? So um, I think that, you know, one of the things that we, we neglect is taking the time to plan out these things and do the budget. Because um, I think that before you commit to purchasing a house or, or any, any huge purchase or life touch point, you, you definitely have to understand uh, where you are financially. Um, and, you know, again, we can go, we can go in, in depth about this. So, and then I think the next layer of the, the foundation would be, you know, what are your savings levels? You know, do you have a reserve fund? You know, do you have enough for one, an, you know, an emergency? If something happened between, you know, your first quarter of being here, can you, can you stay afloat? Can you keep the lights on, so to speak, you know? Um, because sometimes we rush to lock our, our finances into an asset that we think is an asset. Mm -hmm. um, and, yet, and yet we don't have an emergency fund or, or access to any reserves that can you know, deal with a flat tire, deal with a, a water leak or something happening. Because there's always going to be a rainy day. I think that's why I always say you need to have a good financial uh, foundation. And so that is your adequate income, your controlled spending, you know, adequate insurance, and have some form of savings that can cover you in case of an emergency. Um, and then, you know, if you want to invest in real estate or own, own, you're making sure that you're taking care and building uh, good credit. And because again, part of what one makes up your credit score is the types of credit. So a mortgage would be considered like an installment loan. So, um, you know, you you know, again, that's part of you diversifying the type of credit you have. So um, another thing that people recommend is, you know, it's actually good to have a mortgage and manage it well, because that's another layer of like insurance because now there's like title. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely say if you were thinking about owning a home, um, investing in anything, I think the first step is getting a good solid financial foundation um, and, uh, and I'm happy to give my email if anyone wants to have a one-on-one -on -one chat about that. But like, um, you know, figure out what location you want to go. You know, um, I always help with goals. So like, what's your short-term goal? You know, what's your mid-term? What's your long-term? You know, make sure that they're smart, right? Specific, measurable, uh, you know, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So I think it's always important right. to kind of uh, you, you know, you can't just be like, okay, I'm a student, right? And I'm like, yep, I want a five-bedroom right. house, you know? <laughs> and yet I'm getting paid yeah, yeah, yeah. five an hour, you know? <laughs> it's just like, first of all, no one's going to give me a loan for that. So I think, you know, mm -hmm. situation awareness and self-awareness is so important. Um, and again, you know, figure out what you need, what you need financially month to month. Um, can you really swing a mortgage versus rent? You know, there's so many things that go into deciding um, for you to purchase a home. So I think it's important to take your time, do research, um, and, and understand your financial situation as well. No, 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 that that is actually great advice for strategic planning because I do that myself. I actually have a yearly strategic plan. I have a monthly strategic plan, and then I have a five-year plan. I think one of the things that I would actually like to do a workshop around shameless plug. I know you you spoke a little bit about having a workshop. Um, I would like to invite maybe the Zambians across the diaspora, across the country, 
and if maybe we can have maybe just a first one-hour session on credit score, on financial yeah. planning, on strategic planning, I think that would be really important because you almost need a crash course when you migrate from Zambia to here or from any other African countries on, hey, yeah. this is how you're supposed to live life rather than just kind of wing it. Well, even after graduating, you, you kind of need to realize, even if you're from the U.S., if you're native to wherever, that transition already, you need some form of support, you know, and I think a workshop is a good way for us to, to kind of, you know, add more tools and provide. I have a couple of worksheets I can provide the community, um, and obviously I'm here as a resource. So I think that it's important to, for us to realize, like, you know, transitions are difficult, and, you know, we can learn from each other's mistakes, our journey, um, and, you know, ensure that we're successful. Like, it would be great to even, you know, celebrate the wins. Like, oh, my gosh, after this, someone was able to get a house, and, you know, they're able to right. fix credit. So I think that it's important to have these conversations so that we can, you know, support each other to succeed. So when are we going to host this uh, workshop, Violet? Let's, let's give yeah. the people a date. What? Two, three months from now? Two weeks? Oh, week, man, that's week? too far. That's too far. Why, why, why are you going? Let me look at my calendar. Okay. Is it like a day yeah, work? Yeah, definitely like Yeah, we can do it during the week, uh, just on the evening time. Of course, we have a, a time difference. Right, so let's do Saturday, the third of April. Okay. Saturday, April. Yeah. Yeah, because then we yeah, can go and get um, some other things, and it uh, gives me time to prep some things as well. And if any listeners have questions, they can text you, and um, we can address those questions as well. And, you know, if I don't know it, I'll let you know, and I'll call a friend who probably knows something. So we'll figure it out. So um, Yeah, yeah. I think that is amazing. I actually have a couple well, – one of my friends is a CPA, so I'm pretty sure he could jump on and – just be an assist to us if we need to call on him. Uh, my brother-in-law, actually, he's uh, getting his MBA as well, and he's a CPA. So we can have them, too, on the call as well just to help with some of the financial planning. But, you know, before we start offering some of these services that some of us have just been able to naturally become good at, I think we need to give people something. And it's, I hate to use free, but we need to be able to show what people could really get if they had one-on-one -on -one coaching with you for a year, right? Whatever packages that you sell, but if you can just give them a small synopsis of, hey, this is what we could do. Think of what we just did within an hour here, helping people do a worksheet and plan for the next 12 months. But actually, if you guys had Violet in your corner in your household for a year while you're getting your credit together, I think that would be really important. So I would I want to transition the community into thinking that way. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think one of the other things that I'm pretty skilled at as well is helping people get out of debt. I mean, one of the people that I assisted got out of $73,000 of debt. It was, it was a mixture. Oh, whoa, 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 Violet, 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 say that again, say that again. I, I, I need my <laughs> listeners to hear that. I, 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 I need you to run that back. I need you to run it's, that I mean, back. I mean, debt is real, you know, I, and I honestly like debt is a burden. And if there's any way we can help people like understand that, Hey, we need to get on a plan. Um, but this is not going to go away without corresponding action. And I think, like you said, I want to be in their corner too, 
and cheering them on. But I think there's also that level of accountability and support and figuring out how to decrease expenses, you know, figure out how to increase income. Um, like I said, it's kind of like a, when you think about, like I mentioned earlier about the importance of health and habits, it's important to start formalizing. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen in a weekend, you know, like, so like, you know, you have to be patient with the process and like, um, you know, we, you know, it's, it's not impossible. No, that's, that's perfect. I am getting texts and texts and texts about the workshop. So that sounds good. I, I love that. So we need to, you know, we'll put it together. We'll team up. Let's, let's make sure we put together an hour and a half or whatever, you know, whether it's an hour or hour and a half of good information yeah. and one activity yeah. and a Q and A at the end and uh, pulling all the resources we can possibly pull. So uh, make sure that anybody that attends, they get the information that they need, but also hopefully get a financial advisor or somebody that can, I, I, you didn't do it, uh, Violet, but I need you to run back what you said as far as how much money you got somebody out of debt. Uh, we got on a plan and got out of uh, $73,000. Wow. $73,000 worth of debt. Listen, as I hope you guys are listening, that's, that's a lot of money. And that, yeah, that is that, moving that the is needle. The house, and sometimes that's a whole house, you know. But, you know, again, like I said, debt can be a burden. And I think that the more cautious we are about our financial situation and understand, you know, what the, the actual number is. How much do you owe? What's the percentage of that? You know, and, you know, being able to work out a plan to pay it off. And maybe we can touch on this on the workshop, but I think it's important to, to realize there's no judgment in those numbers. You know, I think, right. you know, but we're not going to put our head in the sand and say, oh, it's not happening. So we're going to face it head on. And, you know, I'm giving it 110%. I better you, I want you to give it 110% too. Because, uh, you know, again, this is keeping us from building generational wealth. And, um, again, the anxiety and the stress that comes with the financial situation. Um, you know, you want people to be able to go to bed at night um, and just relax you know, and just not have that heaviness. Um, so, you know, it's not impossible. So I think that, you know, that's something that I'm really passionate about. So more than happy to discuss that on the workshop as well in depth and uh, anywhere that I can support. Yeah, no. So for all our listeners, my, my listeners, as well as Alice's listeners, I just want you to know the workshop will be private, obviously. Uh, we'll make sure that all your information is secure. Anything that you guys share within our forum will be just between us. And, of course, we can do some breakout rooms, whether you guys want one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, whether it's talking to our two CPAs that are going to be on a call, any questions that you have for them, we'll have breakout sessions. Violet, you're making me upgrade my uh, Zoom because I would love for this to be live on Zoom. So now I have to upgrade and stop using the cheap Zoom that I have, the free subscription. Because I know a lot of people are going to want to get on. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, again, confidentiality is key. And, um, you know, I think, again, we are, we're here to support and help. And nothing you share, um, you, know, you know, these are your numbers. You know, um, if we send you a worksheet or anything like that, you don't have to send it back. But, you know, you, got, you just got to walk through, walk through the process with us and get, ask questions. Um, you know, make sure that the numbers are accurate on your end and then 
will come up with a plan because again, you know, again, it's not about being being able to smooth a wordsmith stuff, but it's just about looking at what's what's actually on um, on the table and getting it all on the table so that we can have a plan to move forward. No, and I love that. And you know, Violet, as we're I I didn't even realize our hours almost up. We got about eight minutes left. I had a couple questions that are coming in. I really want to make sure that we touch on. And um, I know my, myself and you, we, we just we had a great conversation at the beginning of the week, and we're just bouncing off ideas. One of the things we talked about is the generation of Zambian kids that are being born here, right? How do you mm-hmm. transition them into generational wealth, and what are some of the uh, skills that we need to teach them? We talked about, you know, possibly having a coding class or workshop which could lead to coding classes for young Zambians, but even uh, adult Zambians that come here and they're looking for a second career. So I know coding is such a big thing, and I don't think the Zambians here or back home have really tapped into it. So I know, um, you know, that's something that we really would like to bring to the community to move us forward. I think we need to be part of this tech. tech Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, I mean, financial skills, are you know that's a skill set you can develop so even coding skills that's a code that's a skill you can develop so i think that it's important to still um you know develop those skills and be be honest with where you want to be and and take take the steps you know ibm has a lot of resources that are also free on the platform and you can just try a couple of classes and see if you like like it um and i think for being able to um get a skill assessment, it will help you also understand how how you would function in that role um, and get a mentor if you need if you need to have access to someone who who knows the, the, those ropes and to teach and train you. No, that and that's amazing. So another question that just came in from uh one of our listeners was um any recommendation on books to read about financial knowledge? Yeah, um <clears throat> So when I was a teenager, I read, and I, I mean, I always refer to some of his work, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Your, Mo- Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin, uh, the co-author of yes. Away. But, you know, again, it goes back to the way we handle our money also is indicative of our, our lifestyle. Um, the Millionaire mm-hmm. Next Door, Thomas Stanley and, and, and his daughter, and then The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, those are some mm-hmm. of the few so many books and then there's another one called the soul of money by lynn twist um i think again it's just like there's so many books out there about you know you know dave ramsey has some good books um yeah there's, there's a lot of resources and they're also podcasts now so um right yeah those are some of the few i mean there are many yeah valley i i want to make sure first of all i give you your flowers for coming here in making sure that our Zambian community was well-educated because um, that's something that I've seen just in the African diaspora on um, our financial management, right? We really need help. We need help on how we transition here when we get to America, how we transition from having really high-paying jobs, also how we transition from having bad credit scores to good credit scores to bad credit scores, however it is, we need help. And I think the first step is owning it, right? Hey, how do we get better? Because the only way we get to sit at the table is if we're financially stable, 
because I, I, I think of it all the time. Anytime any big decisions are made at that table, it's people that are wealthy. And right now, I don't know where we stand as a group, as Africans, on the wealth ruler or, you know, when you think of different ethnicities, I don't know where Africans stand right now. And we're, we're wealthy. We are wealthy, but are we managing it well? You know, are we coming together to build things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I also want to take it a step further. I want to say we need to build our own table. And I think that mm. being able to set a, 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 a trend or a trajectory of what is new, I think being able for us to support you know, our community and, and understanding financial health, being able to build wealth, being able to invest in real estate, and, you know, having some, some trajectory of success and passing that on to the next generation. It's, that's up to us. You know, I'm not waiting to be invited to someone else's table. I'm building my own table and for my people um, and for my, my great-grandchildren. So I think that it's, it's okay to start your own path because you, you get to set your terms. And I think that's what true luxury is. You know, I think true luxury is you being able to decide what, when, and where, and how. And we need that power. Hey, Violet, we could not have ended it on a better note by saying let's create our own table, and I love that. So let's work together. Let's get this workshop. I know I'm excited about this. I'm receiving a lot of text messages saying this is what's needed. I also get, like, instant feedback from everybody listening to the show, and I could tell you, and I, I, I love Pastor Sam because I have a personal relationship with him. I love him, Pande. I have a personal relationship with her. But this was amazing. The people really needed to hear this. And I want to make sure that you're not a one-time guest. I, I want you reoccurring on the show as we build this. And maybe we can make this workshop after COVID in person, state to state. I don't know if something can come out of it. But it was a blessing having you on the show. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be on your show. I, I, I'm oh, excited. I'm so, um, I'm so excited for you to come. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so thank you so much uh, for all my listeners out there. Please make sure you follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. On Facebook, it's just Jimbe Perry, J-U-M-B-E-P-H-I-R-I. I'm the handsome guy in the suit. Find me on Instagram, just underscore, just Jimbe. On Twitter, Perry Vaughn underscore CEO. All right, and we out. Jerusalem, I
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.